Let's get a check of the top business news stories. Our business editor, Kate Moody, is here. Hi there, Kate. Hi, Tom. Now, EU member states are still somewhat divided over how best to deal with the energy crisis. And that, of course, has sent... Uh Household bills soaring, isn't it? Yeah, for months we've seen policymakers unable to come to an agreement over how best to protect households and businesses across the bloc. This Tuesday, the European Commission outlined its latest proposals, which will be discussed by EU leaders at a summit on Thursday. The measures pave the way for member states to buy natural gas together at better prices and a possible cap on excessive and volatile gas prices, which could be triggered if needed. That price limit, though, would likely be a last resort, and the details of how it would be put into practice remain unclear. Last month, the EU agreed to impose a windfall tax on energy giants, which could raise 140 billion euros, money that will be used to protect the most vulnerable. Members of the European Parliament debated some of the plans this Tuesday, all agreeing that more needs to be done to address those soaring energy bills. We need a solidarity package for the winter from the European Union. This should include transfers in order to offset the rise in energy prices. We can't wait any longer because we can't let the people have to choose between heating or eating. The European Union will be putting in place a windfall tax, about 140 billion that will allow governments to support those who need it most. But let's not stop at that. We need to limit gas prices. We need to ensure that we can carry out joint purchasing at European level. Italy is among the EU member states facing its highest inflation in decades. Overall prices were nearly 9% higher in September than a year earlier, with energy prices up 45%. That's weighing on households and businesses, and in particular, Italy's storied fashion and textile industry. Our correspondents sent this report. For over 50 years, this factory in Tuscany has been processing textiles. Here, they dye, transform and cut the fabric that is delivered untreated, an industry that requires an enormous amount of energy. Look, this machine is used to dye the textiles and it's one of the highest energy-consuming machines we have in our factory. Dalila Mazzi is the manager of this textile business that supplies fabrics to luxury Italian fashion brands. The fuel for most of the machines here is methane gas. We use over 3 million cubic meters of methane gas per year. All of these machines that you can see here are fuel guzzlers because they need the steam produced by the gas-powered water heaters. The price of this energy source has exploded in the last few months in Italy, which is very bad news for Darila and the factory's 100 employees. Look at this. This is the gas bill from last year. It was for 87,000 euros, whereas this year, for the same period, it's 700,000 euros. This dramatic increase in price has a particularly serious impact on the region of Tuscany, the most important textile manufacturing region in Europe, an industry that employs nearly 18,000 people in Italy. Representatives from companies and unions recently organized a crisis meeting. Our company has decided to reduce production and to work only three days a week. We had to make this decision because otherwise it's simply not tenable with the energy costs that we have to cover. 
We're going through a serious and structural crisis that can only be solved at a European level. If we don't help companies today, we will be paying a very high social cost tomorrow, with redundancies and unemployment benefits for the workers who will have been left high and dry. Nearly 12,000 textile businesses are affected by this energy crisis, and many of them will be forced to close down this winter if energy prices continue to rise in Italy. Hundreds of thousands of people have gone on strike across France amid calls for higher wages. Inflation stands at 6.2% on the EU Harmonized Index in September. That's well below a record 10% in the Eurozone as a whole. That's largely because of French government aid measures. Well, French unions are calling for significantly higher wages to keep up with that pace of price rises. If we zero in on the ongoing strikes at petrol refineries, for example, unions representing the majority of workers at Total this weekend accepted a 7% pay rise plus a bonus. The more extreme CGT union is still calling for a 10% rise. There are similar disputes for transport, education and hospital workers who are among those striking today. Meanwhile, the petrol shortage, which has hampered drivers for weeks, shows signs of easing following that partial deal with Total Unions. The Prime Minister said that less than a quarter of st service stations across the country were dry. That's compared to over 30 percent last weekend. The Paris Auto Show is underway for the first time since 2018. The four-year break, a result of the COVID pandemic, has seen a fundamental shift in the car industry. The EU has adopted a 2035 deadline to phase out the sale of combustion engines. That's put electric cars firmly in the spotlight, although the cleaner models still remain too expensive for many potential buyers. Monty Francis has more. From one new slick model to the next, the future looks electric. Battery-powered cars are headlining a slimmed-down Paris auto show as carmakers rush to fill a growing demand for zero-emission vehicles, including the French manufacturer Renault. We are constantly talking to the French authorities to find ways to boost electric vehicles. We're investing in that a lot. But hurdles remain on the path to an all-electric future. One is consumer cost. In the first half of this year, an all-electric vehicle in Europe had an average price tag of almost 56,000 euros, out of range for most people. And there's a long way to go to reach a European promise to phase out internal combustion cars by 2035. EVs made up 11% of auto sales in Europe in the first half of 2022, actually down from 13% in the second half of last year. On Monday, French President Emmanuel Macron visited the auto show and struck an optimistic tone. The objective is at the end of this five-year term, but logically this project will go much further, and that's a very good thing, is that we hit 30% of the sales market. Hydrogen-powered cars are also in the spotlight at this year's auto show. A clean alternative, but like electric, developing the infrastructure is ambitious and expensive. At least five EU countries have less than one electric charging station per 100 kilometers. Certainly not the last we've seen of those electric cars on the road, I think. I don't think so. Thank you very much indeed. Kate Moody, our business editor, thanks so much. I'll be back at half past nine Paris time. That's in three and a half minutes. Stay tuned.